You will sleep better than you have ever slept. You've never been this relaxed. Are you ready to change your life? I'm Rusty Diamond, certified hypnotist. You don't need to leave your house. You can stay in your bed. You can stay in your favorite chair. You just need a computer or your phone. You can get a hold of me. Stay at home. I'll make your life better. Hypnosisisgrade.com It's Rusty Diamond, motherfucker. It's Rusty Diamond, motherfucker. Yo, man. Miss Rusty and Shithead. Welcome to the Public Access Podcast, the podcast, now the Pennsylvania Pod Public Access Podcast, the podcast. La 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 bomba. What is up, everyone, here on the Rusty Diamond Podcast Network? It is, I don't know, Wednesday, probably something like that. Who knows? Who gives a fuck? It's podcast day. So, Welcome, everyone, and thank you for being here. And you know what? It's time to bring on my special guest because I, I want to get right into it because, gosh darn it, I can. So my special guest is right here right now, and my special guest right here right now is Rat King. What is up? How you doing? Hey, Rusty, and uh, viewers, I would assume between the ages of 18 and 49 in the male demographic? Probably. That is what it seems to be like, somewhere in there. there uh, there's a few uh, crossover uh, in there, but pretty much that's what it is. Even Not I a mean, single yeah. woman. Not a single one. No, no not a single one. They They get get in and then they start running for the hills so yeah, um, i mean if, if we talked about some obscure murder in like oklahoma we'd probably start drawing them in but as long as it's wrestling then no chance right man i talked about some obscure i guess it wasn't obscure some obscure murder in uh in iowa i think is what it was some guy that was from iowa um and he went up to like alaska and he'd do these uh, expeditions with a helicopter and he'd just start killing people <laughs> and um, you know i like talking about iowa man so it it happens dude Iowa's a, has to. yeah dude man iowa is cool as fuck dude if you like nothing <laughs> iowa <laughs> uh man but it's not like nebraska nebraska so there'd be commercials when i lived in minnesota for nebraska uh, like from the tourism uh board or whatever and uh it would say like they'd have this commercial and it would be people going down the river in these fucking like horse trough things like they're like these uh they're not quite like a trough but it's like a a big water thing that looks like a, an octagon almost um i don't know exactly what it is but people be floating down the river for this and then at the end of the commercial it says Nebraska, 
Um, it's not for honestly, it's not for everybody. And yeah, uh, I feel like Nebraska really should be Nebraska. If you're not bored in Alabama and want to be even more racist, you should hit us up. Yeah, hit up Nebraska, man, dude. Man, Nebraska was uh, I don't know, man. I drove through there. I saw as far as I got. I drove through and <laughs> like, I got stopped in Omaha, and it was somewhere else. What was the other one? Maybe, maybe Lincoln. I think I stayed two nights on that Those drive. Those are the two places in Nebraska over. that I know the names of. So right, yeah, that's all I know of. So it's like, <laughs> yeah, let's let's stay there, man. That'll be good. Um. Yeah, man. Uh, it's I don't know, man. The fucking country's a weird place. I fucking ran into you up in uh, northern Idaho. At yeah, fucking... like what? State line? State line, Idaho, man. That yeah. was the weirdest shit because, man, I hadn't seen you in a grip. <laughs> yeah, I think it had probably been at least a few years. Um, Pre-COVID. Yeah, pre-COVID. Um, yeah, like 20, maybe 2019 or something like that. Yeah. And then yeah. Uh, if it was at DOA, it had to be 2018, the last 2018. time we saw each other. Okay, that that was when uh, you transferred. You got uh, yeah, uh, yeah, transfer. Uh, I don't know what the the term is. But, I got um, thrown out like a sack of shit from four minutes of heat and uh, made up my own gimmick. And yeah, well, and now you know it works out all right, man. Everything. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I. Yeah, long, uh, arduous journey you... to get to a place where I feel like I kind of not only recovered uh, my shit, but made it better. Yeah, I mean, what do you think? What do you think the longevity could have been on that? Not much. You... <laughs> yeah, because they were they were always kind of like moving towards being like a tag team, and I had the chance of being a maybe sometimes three-man tag team partner and usually a manager. But even then, they yeah. wouldn't sell me to promotions as a manager. So, Oh, shit, okay. Writing was on the wall for a while there. Yeah. And so you just were like, well, Yeah, I, I, remember, I remember the exact moment where I decided I was fucking done with it. it was uh, So uh, They Who Should Not Be Named 3-2-1 Battle was doing their battle rumble like their royal rumble ripoff show i want to say it was like early yeah it had to, it was like around the same time as uh the, the real royal rumble so it was like probably january of 2018 uh ricky was going up to the show to be in it and uh i'd stayed home from training because i wasn't feeling great and but i wanted to watch it because i was like cool this is a big thing for ricky that'll be fun to watch uh, so, you know, anyone watching this knows how Royal Rumble is. It's random participants. And uh, I hear the four minutes of heat music. I'm like, oh, here comes Ricky. Oh, wait, that's Eddie. Ah, I was not made aware of this. Oh. Yeah, so I'm uh, I'm just like making dinner in my kitchen. And then uh, my tag team is, uh, unbeknownst to me, wrestling up in Seattle. You got you got a fax coming in saying, uh, yeah. "Hey, man." Yeah, I, I got broken up with live on Twitch, essentially. Holy shit! And uh, well, I I dealt with yeah. that for like two or three more months, and then I was like, you know what? Fuck it! I'm shaving my eyebrows off and changing my name. 
Okay, how did how that go, man? With why don't I remember you shaving your eyebrows off? Why don't it, uh, because I got canceled on Twitter like a week later. <laughs> okay, and so you're like, well, you know, I'm canceled on Twitter. I'm going to shave off my fucking eyebrows. No, it was cause. Well, it wasn't cause and effect. It was just a really bad confluence of situations. Okay, um, I mean, dude, three, two, one battle was. I, I could go on about I could have a whole fucking show about yeah, three that, two one. That'd battle. be a great dark side of the ring one day when they run out of material that anybody gives a shit about. Right. Oh my god, dude. That fucking that place like Yeah. <laughs> every every fucking thing that like that made me I don't know. More and more of that shit started happening and I just was like Yeah. Nope. Like, and then more and more of it started coming through, and yeah, people treating everywhere. And... Deep in the weeds, and something I never really said that uh, this is never gonna really get out to anybody who hears it. But uh, it turns out that the shit that happened with me was uh, like a man. What is the word? Uh, a false flag kind of thing to draw heat away from three, two, one. Ah, like directly orchestrated by some people in three, two, one, even. And I was like, what the fuck? I only heard this like two or three months ago from a a source that is very close to the situation, but also incredibly unreliable. So yeah, who well, really knows? Yeah, I also just it, don't fucking care anymore. It was like five years ago. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, yeah, that's. Uh, I mean, it's easy for me to say, like, you know, here, man. It's just like I don't fucking know, but yeah, yeah. I I never had any desire to go fucking work up there that was never anything where i'm like oh yeah like i want to go i like dumb gimmicky comedy shit but like i do too man i like wrestling trained wrestlers too (laughs) and it was like a quarter of the roster dude it was a bunch of fucking backyarders that fucking people were there to like were like praising the shit out of them yeah it's like if ron von hess's promotion caught fire but, like, instead of locking all the doors and just letting everyone burn to death in there, they, like, opened the doors and made more fans come in. Dude. Oh, man. Dude. Like, dude, I'm dropping all the names now. Yeah, dude. Man, <laughs> fucking, I don't, man, like, and so you've been, you've been around, like, 10, 11 years, something like uh, that? Uh, this is my ninth year. Ninth, so it's, like, what, 2015 you came in? Yeah, I started training in 2015. Okay. Um, yeah. Because yeah, I think I yeah. Yeah, twenty fifteen, that's probably about right. Yeah, because um, we were working those student shows down in Salem. Oh that's where God. I met you the first time. God, yeah. Those fucking those shows, man. Yep, I remember those shows. Weirdly, I was supposed to wrestle. Oh yeah, you uh you had like that weird like dragon singlet and you came in as a manager when you did, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I was supposed to just be a manager, and then he's like, "Well, you're you're going to wrestle tonight." I'm like, "Well, I'm not really trained to wrestle, but like, <laughs> okay, we're well, wrestling." Um, I, I don't know, man. Maybe, maybe I look good that day or something. Um, Isn't it wild that we work those shows with Darby Allen? Yeah, man. Yeah, it's something really weird. I look back on like, man, he's like a mega star now. I see action figures of that guy, and I was just like having really shitty student matches with him in a fucking warehouse in Salem. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, there was uh 
Because, yeah, those were, what, like, monthly or, or so, yeah, something? Yeah, every like month. That. Okay. Oh, jeez. Yeah. I think that lasted, I don't even know how long I was doing those for us. Just, like, because I, I, there there was some shit, and I was just like, nope, I'm not fucking hanging around here anymore, dude. I'm yeah, fucking. That, that's, uh, that's WC in a nutshell for anybody who had any fucking common sense. <laughs> right. I did not. I stuck around WC until like mid 2017. So we're, I mean, I had people like, it was, it was weird because a lot of people were saying like, stay the fuck away from there. And then there's uh, like the student shows going on. It's like, well, Hey, you can go work these student shows. And I'm like, well, wait, haven't you been saying for like the last five years to like, no. Classic. Yeah. And then uh, I go there and then, but then it was like the whole. Uh, then I hear people, oh, he's changed. The, the stuff's changed. The person's changed. No, and, absolutely uh, not. No. To this day, to this day, he has not changed. No. <laughs> man, it was. I don't know, man. It's a fucking weird, weird fucking business, man. Yeah, and that was my introduction to the business. Like, I, I for real. It was the only place to train in Salem. So, like, I only worked for Manning for like a year and a half before I went to <laughs> the next person I worked to worked with was fucking Dan. <laughs> How am I still here? Dude, I don't know, man. And it was kind of the same thing there too, dude. And then it was, dude, you don't want to because, and then uh, it's like, hey, well, there. but then, yeah. But, you know, at least working for Dan, I met like Wade and Doc. And quiz yeah. and fucking uh, you know guys like that where I was like oh my god not everybody's a fucking asshole. Not to say like not many of the people who who worked for WC were assholes. It was like the auxiliary staff that Jeff had. There were just a bunch of weirdo never did anything in the business guys who like treated a wrestling business like an office job. Yeah, <sighs> I, I I don't. There's so much I don't understand. Um, I don't, I don't, I, I would <laughs> think that I would have some understanding of some shit, uh, even I, so I, far removed from it and so much older than we were then, it still makes no fucking sense whatsoever. Yeah. And I mean, I couldn't imagine like seeing that today and what, you know, like what the fuck would I do? I mean, would I, I, I don't know if I ever walked out on a booking before. Yeah, um, me either, even though I felt like I should a few times. Yeah, there's definitely been a few times. I've had times where uh, I haven't gotten paid. Uh, I work for I, long, too. Dude, oh, Jesus. I, I mean, I did one show up uh, in uh, Bremerton, up there at the, uh, the La Mexican. Yeah, dude. Oh, my God, dude. What the fuck? What the fuck was that? That is top three weirdest fucking places ever wrestled in my entire life. (laughs) Ooh, okay. So I had this question with, uh, I think with Doc and Quiz. Uh, What what are your other places where your weirdest places you fucking worked? Uh, I think La Pablanitas was weird in a bad way. Where uh, I wrestled at this punk show in a backyard, surrounded like mosh pit style, uh, for like the first ever Anarcho Pro show. 
and that That's was pretty cool though. It and I wrestled Doc in a backyard. So like it was the weirdest fucking thing ever, but it was fucking awesome. Like I uh I knocked Troy off the ring and he got crowd surfed like fucking six feet back and then back into the ring. Holy uh, shit. Yeah, okay. and I think the other weirdest place is probably like Probably not weird, like, in the sense of wrestling, but I wrestled at, a, like, this Mexican fiesta thing in Woodburn. The, the Woodburn and Mexican fiesta? We had a crowd you wouldn't fucking believe, because we wrestled at, like, 5 p.m. right after the football game was over. So, like, that whole crowd just filed in, and there was, like, a sea of people. Holy shit. And they had no idea what the fuck they were watching, but they were there. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I mean, dude, yeah, it's, you set up a ring fucking anywhere, man. I don't know how, I don't know how, and sometimes it's like some, no one's watching. Yeah. Um, I've definitely been a part of those shows. Well, yeah, you were at that Stateline show. We drew like seven people. Yeah, there was probably seven. And I I don't know how many of them were, uh, comped tickets either. Did you ever hear the story about after that show? Uh, no, because I didn't get paid. Oh, fuck. <laughs> so. There's there's that. So we yeah. uh, we wrestled for Greg uh, like a month before, maybe two months, because uh, CPW was going to do their Strawberry Festival gimmick, and they got rained out. But I was already up in Vancouver with Petrov and Draven. And, like, we were planning on going out the door at, like, 7 a.m. that day when we got the word that the show was canceled. Oh, shit. So we're all packed up. We got our wrestling shit. We want to work. And I'm like, what the fuck? And then I'm looking at my phone, and I'm like, hey, Petrov, Greg's running today in State Line. You want to give him a call? So we ended up the same day just loading up in the car, driving all the way to State Line, wrestling for Greg, turning back around and fucking coming back home the same night. Holy shit. Yeah, so we're like, hey, we love working for you, dude, but uh, next time we come up, get us a fucking room. And he's like, cool, I can do that. Yeah. I so, want to tell me. Yeah. Yeah, so Petrov had just gotten married, and we're going to use that weekend as like his bachelor party. Okay. So that's the show we went up. We saw you. I wrestled Ernie. Uh, Petrov wrestled Insanity Demon. <laughs> uh, no, did he? I can't remember. Oh, no, Petrov wrestled Tubbs. He wrestled Tubbs. Oh, yeah, because, yeah, they needed another guy to work. Yeah, and then it was Draven versus uh, Insanity Demon and some old guy whose name I can't remember. The guy with, like, the he had, like, a shamrock or something? Yeah, yeah. He's been around forever, and I've never learned his name. But anyway, that's not the interesting part of the story. So... (laughs) We get there, and I'm talking to Greg, and I'm like, hey, man, uh, you know, we've been in the car for, like, 12 hours. I kind of want to shower. Could could we get into the room? He's like, oh, yeah, I'll I'll, I'll get the info. Never hear oh. back. We're tearing down. And I'm like, hey, man, what's up with that room? He's like, oh, yeah, Lucky's or whatever the fuck his name is taking care of it. I'm like, okay, this is getting sus. So we helped tear down the entire motherfucker, which was not part of the deal. Like, I'll do ring crew. I don't care. But I, like, I've been in the car. I wrestled. Like, I want to go get drunk and go to sleep. So then finally everything's done. Greg comes up to us. He's like, so I'm just going to tell you guys now in case you want to punch me. And I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no. Like, I can only pay three of you. So he tries to pay me, Petrov, and Draven. 
And then Petrov's like, no, you pay Tubbs and you'll pay me later. Which he ended up doing. Yeah. And then this whole time I was just like, okay, but the room, Greg, what about the fucking room? He's like, oh yeah, it's under this name. So I'm like, okay, we load up, get in the car. I'm wearing a Yukata at this point, by the way. You're okay. I like a like a formal uh, kimono kind of thing because it was hot as fuck out there, and I brought it with me to the fucking relax in. So at this point, I'm just like, g'd up in my fucking kimono in State Line, Idaho. Right. Uh, <laughs> probably blended in. Yeah. No, I I definitely it worked out great for me. So yeah. we get to the hotel. Uh, the person in front of us trying to check in is being told there's no open rooms. And I've just got this horrible feeling in the pit of my stomach. And we get up to the counter. We gave, give the person the room. I'm fully expecting there's no room. And they're like, oh, yeah, uh, we got the name here. Uh, the card was declined. Ooh, what, what was the name under? Was it under, like, a fake name? or was it No, under, it was like, the name of the name? bar owner, which is, like, Lucky, I think. Okay. I want to say Lucky, but I, it just makes me think of uh, Tom Petty's character in King of the Hill. In King of the Hill? Okay. Yeah. I'm not. Yeah. It was not that kind of guy, for sure, but it's, like, I feel like that's... It has to be. I don't know. Anyway. Uh, so I immediately turn my back. I'm calling Greg, and Tubbs, being the best shoot manager in the world, just puts his card down. To reserve the room. And I'm like, hey, Greg, uh, card declined. And then, like, 20 seconds later, I just hear screaming in the background. And then silence. And then, hey, come on by and uh, we'll give you the cash. Holy shit. Yeah, so I'm like, oh, this is great. So I'm like, hey, Greg's going to get us our cash. So uh, let's do the seven-minute drive back to the fucking venue. So we all load up in the car. Uh, we get there. Greg's gone. Greg has ghosted. So now I'm in a Japanese dress with a very frustrated Petrov, a very tired Draven, and Tubbs, who has already fucking done his thing for the day. Yeah. And I have to walk into a biker bar after hours in a fucking dress. And State ask line, for money from the owner. <laughs> yeah. My mentality towards it, though, was, like, I'm probably the least useful in a fight here. So, like, you know, if I walk up and I get knocked the fuck out, I've at least got three dudes behind me that may be able to hold it together for a minute. Yeah. So, did you end up getting paid? Yep, sure did. Fuck, dude. Yeah. I, I ended up holding up a biker bar in a fucking dress for money. I think the dude was so flabbergasted that I had the balls that he decided not to kill us. Yeah. That's good, man. It, it's one of the craziest fucking stories that almost made that whole fucking thing worth it. Not quite, but almost. And then you fucking drove back, and was that the then BCW? Was that next day? Yeah, yeah. I saw you again Tell there. Was. Yeah, I, I was following you, man. Yeah, I mean, at least you got paid for that one, I hope. I got paid in the BCW show. Okay, good. Uh, I, I got, yeah, dude, Um, in, it was in the fucking hot dog uh, wrapper. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right yeah. when Max started doing that. That's still the funniest yeah. fucking thing. I still, I still have those. I still have the money in there. <laughs> just fucking sitting in there somewhere around here. Um, oh, I probably man. should find out where they are, but. I keep Mac seeing rules. them. I'm like, oh, hey, man, there's fucking little hot dog things. Uh, but yeah, yeah, dude, what, yeah I, 
What a 180 uh, Mac has done in his career. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm happy he did. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Because, yeah, I mean, I remember, like, he started, I I left for, like, I don't know, two months. And then I came back, and there was, like, four or five people training. Um, And he was one of them. And, yeah. I was uh, so I remember except we were working at the at the Moose Lodge, and uh, he came up to me and started talking to me, and then he uh, he introduced me to Crystal, and I thought that Crystal was his girlfriend at first, <laughs> and I was like, oh okay, he I think that's kind of what I don't know if he was uh, implying that or that's just what I I got, but. Um, but yeah, dude, yeah, he was always, I don't know, he was always cool with me, man. I never fucking had any, any. Yeah, issues. him and I personally got along really well, but, you know, I'm sure you've had it where you just get in the ring with somebody and nothing fucking works. And yeah. it's bad for both of us. Yeah. Like, as much as I dreaded wrestling him, I liked him a lot as a dude. And then when he stepped away from wrestling and became a promoter, he became one of my favorite promoters. So. <laughs> Yeah, I, dude, it was nice, man. It was, uh, I don't think I ever wrestled him. I don't think I ever wrestled Mac ever. Uh, so maybe that's that's why. But um, but yeah, dude, like him as a promoter was fucking great, man. It was yeah. like, all right, I, I'll, I'll come up there for that, man. Yeah, especially like, back when we had Wade booking too. It was like, yeah, like Nawa without the bullshit. Right. Which Nawa had the potential to be like a really fun show, but yeah yeah with fucking uh yeah with Hess fucking booking and uh it was weirdly nostalgic yeah <laughs> yep yeah dude uh so that was fun that was fun working those shows with fucking with Hess that was like kind of when yeah I was like okay I, I I think uh I think he's starting to fucking finally come around with me yeah I think it has is such a nice guy. He is, ma'am. He is. Um, I think the first time, like, because at first I think, like, I don't know. I felt like the the his crew, like the the old Illuminati, yeah, uh, were like did not like did not vibe with me, as as the kids say. Um, yeah. But we I don't think we ever had any beef. It was just like, oh, this fucking guy. Yeah, I, uh, I, so I met Hess like right after that. It was like the only person left in the Illuminati that he was hanging around with was Maddie, and Maddie yep. liked me. Yep. So that's a good, th- yeah. Maddie's fucking cool, man. Yeah, yeah. man, I miss Maddie. I was yeah. trying to get him to come in for BCW back when Hess was working it, but it never lined up. Yeah. Uh, I just reached out to him uh, like a few days ago. I got in talk to him. I'm like, yeah, I should fucking hit up Maddie and see. Yeah, what a cool yeah, guy. Yeah, fuck he's doing, man. Yeah, dude. And yeah, I I think the first time that like they started liking me was uh, I was riding with Quiz and CJ, and um, Hess was having a some sort of gathering at his. Uh, he's got like a bar. Or he's he got, got like a, a compound out there, yeah. 
yeah and like come down here to this and i'm like okay sure <laughs> and i went there man and um i don't know man i i was it, maybe yeah it was having quiz and cj with me but uh yeah, that'll do yeah, it it was, it was like okay yeah, this is cool. I, I I like these guys. Yeah, I only invited. I got invited out to the Hess compound once, and Hess wanted to drink with me and Andrew Watson. And okay. this wasn't this wasn't me. Me. This was like Billy Pearl. Okay. And I was like, I'm gonna take the old El Paso on that one, Chief. I think I'm far too fucking pussy and liberal to hang out with you, especially yeah. in like such a small gathering. Like I just, I feel like I'm gonna end up pig food so i'm just not gonna do that now i definitely would but you know he's more laid back and not really doing that kind of thing anymore yeah which you know that's uh such as life man yeah i mean he doesn't even really drink that much anymore but i do remember that he heard that i had jaeger in my bag before our title match and he was like come with me <laughs> yeah uh when when did you have a title match with him? Was that like oh man, right it after was that? Right uh, after... very shortly afterwards. I think I was already in my thing. Yeah, yeah. Because when you came down, uh, I was supposed to not be on that show because he'd fucked my leg up uh, the week before. But I was oh, okay. like, I'm here, so I had a cane with me, and I was like walking out. Like yeah, uh, I was selling that knee injury when I took the belt off of him, so it was probably two or three weeks later. Okay. And yeah, dude, yeah, Hess is fucking. I I really enjoyed re- like working with him, man. dude. That my was... favorite program I've ever done. Like yeah. so many good matches, and it he improved my confidence as a wrestler so fucking much. Like yeah. getting to wrestle with him and Doc both, like already like a fucking little nerdy dream come true for me because like I looked up to him and uh, Doc. And Drexel a lot, and I got to wrestle all three of those dudes. Which, uh, yeah, I never could have seen that coming for me. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I mean, all three of them will will do kind of whatever they can to fucking put you over. Yeah, you know, best they fucking can, which is always cool. Yeah, also just being in the position where all these guys are trying to put me over, as opposed to just run me over because I'm a nobody. Like right. that also was really weird for me. <laughs> After, uh, yeah, yeah, you don't, you don't look as good in underwear as someone else, man. Either. Yeah, I also, I was always the weird guy who was like the worst person in the tag team who was wrestling either of these guys, and then all of a sudden I'm just like I've got a gimmick now, and I learned what not to do and what I can do halfway decently to fool people into thinking I can wrestle good, which is what you need to do. Yeah. that's that's a fucking great thing to learn man yeah fail upward fail upward a hundred times and realize all you really need is a pretty kick and a decent work punch and you can go far yep exactly dude yeah don't fucking there's plenty other people who will do all the other shit um and they can do it let them fucking do it all day yeah as long as you have that that fucking uh, nice kick and a fucking good punch like yeah that's one thing man one thing I definitely picked up from wrestling with Four Man's Heat is that uh, both those guys are fucking charisma vacuums and always need somebody to either talk or play characters for them. Because they could wrestle like motherfuckers, but god damn, you've seen their promos. 
So I'm like, I can make as much money with that promo as they can with their wrestling, and I won't break my neck doing it. So, uh huh. That's a <laughs> that's uh, yeah, man. It's a fucking great thing to learn, and you just like, yeah. like if you can do a match, uh, like I mean, I remember I saw Quiz and Draven do a match in Astoria, and they told me before. Like, I think we were all, you know, walking around, driving around or some shit and uh, decided what they're going to do. They're, they're like, we're going to fucking not bump this whole match. And I think they worked each other's thumb the whole, <laughs> the whole fucking match. And it got over more than anything else in the show. Yep. And I mean, that's that's something that's a good thing to learn. Yeah, especially if you're working for fucking CC up there, man. You might as well not bump. Yeah. It's not, nobody's gonna care if you can do, you know, a a bunch of bumps or some. Yeah. Especially, like, you know, my goal is to capture mostly the casual fan. Yeah. Because those are the people who are gonna be like, oh, I'll come to wrestling once a month and buy a t shirt and, you know, not be a fucking asshole. And get on the internet and post about how I didn't do the fucking seven high spots they wanted to see on TV. Right. Like, try to explain to, like, some 50-year-old dad or some 10-year-old kid why I suck because I can't do a fucking Canadian Destroyer or a 450. It's right. like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, yeah. Uh, what What else do you remember from that match? <laughs> well, you, you remember them doing that move? What else do you remember? Do you remember who won the match? Do you remember any, anything else? Nope. No. Nope. I mean, uh, you know, fucking all the power to those dudes who do that and yep. who can and do that. But, you know, I just, ugh, I yeah. it couldn't be me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, either, man. Like, yeah, let, let them, let them do it. And it gives them whatever. And then, come on. Yeah. <laughs> you know they they can take that mid card spot, and I'll be there in the main event because I work a character. And <laughs> they can workhorse their asses off, and like you know, I got a lot of friends who are like not even like flippy, like crazy high spot workhorses, but they work twenty five minute matches, and I watch them like you you should be where I'm at. Because yeah. I go out there and I fucking kick punch suplex for fucking eight minutes, and I get paid as much as them, but I'm in the main event, and I got belts and shit. Right. So being like the gen, I guess I'm a millennial, just barely. Being a millennial douchebag wrestling fan, I'm like, I don't deserve this. <laughs> Dude, I mean, I, what, what, you know, it's uh, it's wrestling, man. It's yeah. fucking wrestling. You figure it out, and then you figure out you don't know anything, and then you figure out a few more things. And you're like, oh, okay, well. Yeah. And then I, you're like, I don't know shit. I, I've learned that it's just best not to ever think about it. <laughs> just approach everything with the whimsical fucking attitude of, of a child, and you'll probably be okay. Well, because that's what people want. That's what people want to see when they're watching a wrestling match. They want to feel like it's some fucking whimsical shit, and they're a child, and just being lost in the moment. And... Yeah, I've also kept myself incredibly humble by being completely convinced that I'm not shit. 
like from all my career experience, I'm like, I'm still like, you know, fucking skinny ass Billy Pearl in my head. And then like, they're asking me to come train up in Washington. And I'm like, what the fuck am I going to teach you? I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Yeah. I feel like that's probably how all trainers start out though. Or like, man, I don't know why the fuck they're asking me to do this, but you know, I'll do it. Yeah. I'm not going to say no. So here we go. Yeah. Um, I mean, dude, it's fucking, I don't know. Like even with, uh, yeah, I mean like DOA, a lot of the people weren't around that long when they started training it wasn't i mean i don't think any of them were at uh yeah i don't know i don't think any of them were at nine years yeah probably not i, I mean because yeah it was i don't know yeah i think eric wright probably started as a trainer probably when he was like seven years in because he wasn't around like much longer than me he didn't train at doa he was a trainer at wc so he was yeah. a trainee at doa <laughs> Yeah, he started training. Fuck, I don't know. Because, yeah, he was at whatever, uh, WCWC. But, yeah, like the first time he got in a ring at DOA was the first time I got in a ring with DOA. Um, and that was a, that was a fucking weird thing. Uh, dude, oh, man. So they had this thing. It was, uh, Oh my god! It ended up being like a fucking twenty-minute segment. Like, uh, it, it was like the Illuminati tryout, and uh, yeah, it went on for like twenty minutes. At oh least. god, maybe, dude! Maybe maybe longer, and yeah, it was one of those things that like doesn't get talked about. Like, yeah, I bet like, because who the fuck was the talker in that scenario? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was fucking. I don't know, man. It was weird. It was just like okay, because it was me and uh, and Eric, and then two of my buddies that I was training with. And um, like first, we all had to like go around and take a drink to you know get in. And Eric's like, I'm not gonna drink. Then they shit canned him, and then had everyone take a super kick from quiz and uh i think we all took it and then it was like which was stupid because then we're like killing quizzes fucking super kick these yeah. kids coming out that's his finish right and then the next <laughs> one was take a thunderline oh dude um, you're if anybody gets up that's it yeah right and then so uh oh so i think that one of the guys i was with got kicked like when quiz gave the super kick he was out and yeah. then i i i got the thunder line and i was out, but my buddy dude it was fucking great it really fucking, yep he fucking because my buddy was like in with him oh so like, okay the thunder was it took him a while to fucking uh it was kind of like same thing with hess like took them him a little while but eventually um but since yeah like he's like okay well you're friends with Gareth, I'll fucking, I'll, I'll treat you, treat you well on that. So, and plus, I'm, 
yeah, I was like six one, six two, probably at the time, dude. So like, yeah, so you I mean, actually if, probably if took it in the right place. Yeah, like if you're Eric Wright, you fucking like, yeah, you did. a lot different. <laughs> like, man, like watching some of those ones, like, were yeah. I mean, I was I was happy. I was tall as I was, and then yeah, then like, and my buddy gets up from the Thunderline, and then like at the end. So then this is probably like twenty minutes in, and then they they bring out. Fucking what's that? Oh, I can't remember her name. Uh, uh, around that time, maybe Kate Carney. No, this was be- like 2010. Oh shit, uh, uh, Liza. Oh man, oh shit, it was. Uh, fuck. Oh man, I can't think of what her name is, but she was uh, a woman with with big boobs, and Toxic? I don't remember. Toxic. No, fuck. I'll, I'll I'll think about it. I'll, okay. I'll figure it out. Uh, but it brought her out, and then brought Pugsley out to like be like, "Hey, what's up?" Uh, you know, work his work his charm. And then they took Pugsley, and then it got to like it was like twenty five minutes long, and Jesus that Christ. was the end of the thing. Um, yeah, it was a show with Christopher Daniels and Quiz was the main, and uh, Christopher Daniels just like I guess the whole time in the back, just like what the fuck. why is this shit still going like why and then uh so it only gets talked about right now so um yeah that was a hell of a fucking start but yeah that was the first time eric right uh came through but yeah i mean dude he's a fucking great one to yeah i mean i've always said that eric Wright is like probably the best worker in the PNW who never really got like a huge main event run with any promotion. Yeah. And he fucking should have. I liked what he was doing when he was, when we were at Harvey's. Yeah. Like, oh man. His comedy gimmick, like his comedian yeah. thing. Dude, it was fucking uh, great. I was everything like, he did was fucking gold, man. The gentleman yep. brawler when he got burned and oh, was like dude. that creepy guy. Yeah. And cool heels. Yeah. That was like cool. Heels was like 50% Eric, Wright. Yeah, and then even before that, he did like the ravishing Rick Rude thing. Yeah, uh, before that, and and then dude, like yeah. he did his last big angle with me, which was a fucking honor. Kurt? Because like when we were Cool Heels, we actually realized we were very similar people. Like a couple of bitter, like I should be a Gen Xer, like generationally, like the age of my dad. Yeah, and we're into all the same music, even though he's like six or seven years older than me. <laughs> So, like, yeah. we got along great, and then I got him back into BCW in, like, the twilight of his career. I say twilight, he's, like, still not even 40, and he probably still has abs, that motherfucker. But he's the smart enough kind of guy to be like, I don't want to do this anymore, I'm going to quit. So, uh, the, the last thing he really wanted to do was do the Terry Funk spot with, like, the fucking have all the fans throw chairs in the ring. And it just so happened that that venue that we were at, Har- uh, not Harvey's, uh, The Colony, was uh changing hands so they were like yeah do whatever i was like we're doing the chairs so me and eric had like a four or five match angle where he got to do all of his cool heel stuff well not his cool heel stuff but his awesome heel stuff that he always wanted to do like he fucking uh handcuffed me to the top rope and hit tubs with his finisher like six times uh, we did a two out of three falls match. We did a stretcher match, and we okay. 
Yeah, we ended all that shit with uh, me fucking smacking him with a chair, laying one over his face and one over his balls first, and then being like, throw your fucking chairs! So, I mean, what was that like? What once after you said throw your chairs? What did you were you looking at the crowd or? Yeah, were you well, just... I got out there and I led by example and started throwing my shit and just started going fucking throw them and eventually people fucking got up the balls to pick up their chairs and they're fucking hauling them into the ring. Man, you, that's fucking balls enough to say let let's do that and let the yeah. fans fucking. Throw, throw chairs, man. Uh, yeah, also Eric Ray being, like, such a staunch traditionalist from, like, when I met him initially. Yeah. And also, like, being one of my main trainers. Like, when we were doing that angle, uh, I think probably at the second time we worked, uh, he was like, yeah, you do that snapmare, and then you throw the back kick, and you slap on it. And I'm like, yeah, I just I was like, no, 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 keep doing it. I'm like, oh, Okay. I don't know where this Eric Wright was when I was a fucking rookie, but all right. Yeah, let's just do this. Okay. Yeah, I think it's a dick measuring contest to snug anybody up if you don't have to. And, like, people pop just as well on the slap as you would if you just fucking knock somebody's dick in the dirt with it. So, like, why bother? Right. Well, I like that one dude fucking, uh, you ever see that guy? I think he works for OVW. Uh, and he has like a whole thing like he slaps fucking, oh yeah jack vaughn i think jack vaughn yeah yeah i love uh, that guy just fucking slaps like just like okay man like that's one of those things where something like that is over like i mean uh i think about that like with um you know brian danielson daniel Bryan, whatever with yes and no, um, yeah. or, or, you know, stone cold with what? Like, these simple fucking things, like, that just are so well crafted because it's not trying to do something yeah, and that, all that, that shit, people don't understand. Yeah, all of it was an accident. What was just right. some fucking thing that he did in a promo that caught fire? The yes and no thing was also just something that he did. I don't think anybody yeah. would ever accuse Daniel Bryan of <laughs> Brian Danielson. Like I was right. the smarky kid who called him Brian Danielson for so long, and then yeah. when he went to AEW, I call him Daniel Bryan. Now it's disgusting. Yeah, and it's like, but well, oh, yeah. nobody would accuse the guy of being the most charismatic motherfucker in the world, but somehow he still got crazy over in the Fed off of a goofy gimmick. Yep, saying fucking one word, man. Yep, uh, and I mean. uh yeah, and the fucking leg slap, dude. Fucking over, dude. That's all he has to do, dude. Uh, yep. And, yeah, I mean, you can try a million different things that are complicated, but, you know, with wrestling, it's always just simple and slow down. Yeah, Jack and, Vaughn is, like, high on my list of dudes I'd like to work. That'd be pretty cool, man. Yeah, I think he's, fucking... like, he's a big guy, well, though. Yeah. Like, like tall or like yeah yeah no yeah. no tall he's he's like he's a lanky motherfucker but he's probably like I'd say taller than you probably yeah and you're about a head taller than me so Am I'd I... be like hey bud <laughs> yeah I mean that it would be a, it would be a fun one um all gimmick bet... which is my fucking favorite kind of match yeah dude I mean why not. Why not? And it's good to be that one on a card, man. Like, yeah. 
because then yeah you watch everyone else like do all this shit and it's like i'm gonna get my That's yeah it. man i uh my last two matches up in washington i was i've been wrestling rysik oh fuck dude that yeah yeah easy and dude like he had never wrestled me before we did this uh little thing up in washington and he was you know he gets nervous because fucking kids i get it i totally get it. like wrestling some fucking dumbass kid yeah like oh great this kid's gonna try to fucking kill me and uh after the first match he was like oh my god can i just work you forever and i was like night off for me brother yeah dude yeah i i think i worked him one time and it was fucking easy dude like yeah if you work for isaac once you you work him every time yeah, you know what his thing is, you know what he's yep. gonna do, you know what he's trying to, you know, get over and okay, great. God, those matches are so easy and fun because like you just kinda get to do the paint by numbers, like, oh I'll put my thing here, he'll do his thing there. Yeah. And when you both have things that you can just slot into places, you don't even have to fucking think about the match. Yeah. So when when you got trained, how did you learn? How were you were you, as far as um, like going through, let's say like uh, even like a five minute match to to start out with, were were you taught were you taught spots? Were you taught to like go with the crowd? Were you taught? Um, um, so I was trained by well initially by Blanchard, uh, Jeremy Blanchard, oh, dude, Eric Wright coming on Saturday, man, and Eric Baton. Okay. So, like, I was very much a think, shoot, but work kind of guy. Yeah. Coming up. Uh, Thankfully, because if I had to remember spots now, I'd be fucking lost. Right. Right. But I just, uh, man, hard to remember, really, because I I can't put myself in that same mentality of being a rookie who has no idea what the fuck he's doing, you know? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, yeah, it was, uh, it's a long fucking time ago, man. Yeah, and, and you know, I, I trained for a year before I even got to have a match. Because I just, yeah. everything was just a fucking process of throwing my head into a wall until either my head broke or the wall did. And you know what? That's how some of us learn. Yeah. And that's how we have to do a lot of fucking things, man. That, that was with me, man. Yeah. Um, and... I'll tell you that much, dude. Like, yeah, so many times, just like okay, well, I gotta fuck up to like understand this. So yeah, and I was in a weird spot in WC too because uh, I was kind of the door. Like when what some you... new guy came in, they're like, "Oh, have him work, Billy. See if he can work." Oh, okay. I, I think it was kind of backhanded. Like, oh, if he can pull a good match out of Billy, uh, he can fucking work anybody. When really it was like. I kind of, you know, I'm, I'm half this match. So, like, why am I yeah. getting no credit for these guys having decent matches? Yeah. And, I mean, I'm, dude, you've had so many fucking, uh, people come through there, like, into WCWC, they would come in for, and, like, you know, get flown in, didn't know how to work. Oh, yeah, um, Jeff's boys. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's like, I mean, I, they had to have known, like, you know, these guys can't work, so like, it has to be fucking uh, 
Billy, like yeah, I, I think like, half of that was Baden, because yeah. Baden always had a soft spot for me. So yeah. like, I think he understood that I had a skill set that I could have pretty much worked with anybody. And uh, I I think I'm probably one of the few people who's still like close with Baden after he stopped being involved in wrestling. Did he stop being involved in wrestling? Oh yeah, when he got fucked out of his spot by Jeff. What spot? Uh, as a trainer and head booker WC, he got absolutely railroaded out of that spot. Uh, was this like 2018? I want to say it was before WCWC folded. Okay, because uh, Luther came around, and this it's not Luther's fault at all. But Jeff saw a shiny new toy and somebody to throw under the bus. So Baden took all the heat for all the shit that Jeff was doing for years. Whoa. After, like, you know, Baden made his choice. He, I feel like he wouldn't be insulted by me saying he definitely traded in his one of the boys card for an office card. And he took the heat for being an office guy and having to do all that fucking dirty work for Jeff because he thought it was job security and he could provide for his family. So no heat on him for that shit. Right. But Jeff does what Jeff did and just fucked him like he fucked everybody else. Fucking went down swinging, dude. Yeah. Shit. Yeah, dude, baiting was always cool as fuck, man. Like, um... I think he did like a few things in DOA earlier, but it wasn't much. So I didn't really know him until, yeah, like 2015 or whatever. But then, yeah, like anytime I'd hang with him, it was always fucking, he was always a chill dude. Yeah. Um, uh, fucking, probably the only reason I made it through training was Baden. Yeah. Because he uh, kind of took me on as a special project. Like, there was a lot of Sunday morning trainings that nobody else showed up for, so I was trained to Baden for three hours. Cool. And that's why I know a whole lot of shoot stuff that I never have to use. Right. Probably. <laughs> I'll break yeah. one out on somebody once in a while, and they're like, what the fuck? And I'm like, oh, yeah, I got that. It's there. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, you know, it's good to know, like, to know those shoot moves and know what they feel like yeah uh as far as selling because like even even watching people take punches like a punch in the face these people have never been punched in the face before in their life absolutely don't don't know what it's like don't know how or like you know it's one of those things too like with uh you know getting hit in the nuts or something um like that's one almost anyone can probably sell all right. But like, if you've never been punched in the fucking, uh, in the face or like even have like, a like a fucking wrist lock put on you, like a shoot wrist lock and like how you fucking react to that. Like you watch some people like, that's not how, not how you react at all or like yeah first thing i do when i'm uh, teaching people how to chain for the first time is i lock that wrist lock in and i lean into that motherfucker uh-huh. <laughs> like so this is what it feels like so yeah. anytime just remember this i'm never gonna put it on you this hard again but 
Just remember, you're not going to go, ah, you're going, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. Don't break my fucking wrist. Yeah. Right, yeah. Uh, yes. uh, there's, I I really feel like most trainers, I mean, I, I haven't seen it firsthand, but I think a lot of uh, less experienced trainers or guys who didn't come up like we did, who are yeah. now in the position to train people, just won't do that. Because they feel like it's abusive. I think so, too. And I, to an extent, like, sure. But like you still need to know like same yeah same thing like i i hope anyone who comes into wrestling has been punched in the face yeah. before at some point so yeah not, i mean that like, that's wrestling training also isn't the kind of place to get shoot punched in the face that would right. be abusive but i think putting on a snug hold and fucking wrenching somebody around and making them realize yeah. that what they're signing up for is... right I think you should be hit hard in training. I think you should never be bullied harder or hit harder than you are when you're training. Right. I agree. And like, it it also goes back to the, um, like, if you shit your pants, you can't shit your pants more. Like, if you get hit, like, or, you know, had it on as hard as it is, like, it's not never going to be that fucking, and if it is, then you fucking know how to fucking. Yeah. Like, hey, fuck you. (laughs) Fuck off, fuck off, man. Yeah, my um, first match ever, I got my fucking ear boxed, like, literally the first ten seconds. Oh, shit. Just slap, went up too high, I can't hear out of this fucking ear now. So I'm already nervous as fuck, and I'm deaf in one ear, so this is gonna be a fucking ride. So what happened the rest of that match? Oh, I was fine. I was wrestling, uh, well, he's Jack Hammer now. Okay. But he was a shadow at the time, and it was, I think it was his first singles match, too. Yeah. But man is a natural. So like it, it wasn't great because it was both our first matches, but nobody got hurt. So Right. Just a little ringing. Got to keep the heads ringing. Yep. Um, and so let's see. Um, what, what do you got coming up? What what's coming up in the, uh, the rat King world? Oh what, man, I'm gonna... so bad with dates. Uh, let me open opera real quick. I know some of them, but I want to make sure I have them right. Uh, help me. Just go into my friend's page because he's the one who shares all this shit. Uh, so I've got Anarcho Pro, the Camo Cup. It's a fundraiser show for this dog, Camo, uh, at the Twilight Room in uh, Portland, right on Grand Avenue. They reopened it, by the way, which is pretty cool. For the show or uh, it's been open for about a month now. Cool. Okay. Uh, but yeah, that'll be uh, eight o'clock on the twenty fifth of January on Grand Avenue. Okay, so a couple weeks. And like then uh, I think exactly one month from now. Let me. I'm like going across social medias trying to like get all these dates like that I should have had prepared if I was a professional in any way. Dude, I. I... I don't know, man. <laughs> I got my, my phone. I'd have to look and be like, oh, here's... Uh, February 17th uh, will be Metal Mania, the one-year anniversary. Uh, but that's sold out, so you can't get a ticket. Sucks to be Dude. you. Yeah. And then I have to go to my emails to get this date. <laughs> I'm really bouncing all over the motherfucker. Uh, gotta check the contract. I love that. Where's the date? Where's the date? February twenty fourth. Uh, 
2024, I will be wrestling at the Ocean Shores uh, Convention Center in Ocean Shores, Washington for Dude, RWA. I, I got to get up there, man. I got... Uh... I got a buddy up there in Ocean Shores, dude, and uh, it is a really fun show. It looks like a fun show, man. That looks like a fucking pretty dope spot right there. And then you're it's hearing... it's so weird because I feel like it's way too nice of a place for wrestling. Yeah, they have some places, some ones like that. Yeah, but man, the, we fill that place up. It's insane. Cool. Yeah, dude, and. You get uh, the Coasties coming through and being, uh, you know, giving them like good, good time, man. This this last crowd we had, I think, was actually bigger than uh, last year's Rumble in the Redwoods. Oh shit! Which is yeah, always like you know the insane show for me. But yeah, yeah, we I feel like we hit topped them by like a hundred. Cool. Yeah, and you're going back. Yes, more than once a year, then too. Yeah, uh, every two or three months, typically. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. Who, uh, who's putting that on? Uh, it's Someone Rogue Wrestling was... Attractions. Uh, Kenny Huffman is the promoter. Was... I can shoot you a link. Okay, was he like someone that lives up there? Yeah, or... yeah, he is a brand new promoter. And uh, okay. he's approaching it very much like a business, which is, you know, absurd to think about. Yep. But like, you know, when when people said that Jeff was approaching wrestling like a business and really it was like some weird sex thing, Kenny is actually approaching it like a business. And, you know, he's <laughs> he's uh, he's made a lot of rookie mistakes and he takes those on the chin and keeps moving forward, which is admirable as fuck. Cool. Yeah, he's a great fucking guy. And, like, you know, I I wouldn't champion him so hard if I didn't believe that because, you know, how I feel about fucking promoters. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, man. Uh, so where are people going to find you? Uh, in a back alley or online or wherever? It, you can just Google V Rat King with two E's and you'll find all my shit. I'm pretty decent at branding, thankfully. So, like, you know, Instagram, Facebook, uh, try not to find me on Twitter. It's a fucking cesspool. Uh, okay. uh, if, if you want to look at my Reddit posts, I have a Reddit. It has nothing to do with wrestling, but I, I shit post a lot there. Good. And uh, also, uh, Hellbound is, uh, I think we are Hellbound on Facebook, and we don't have any other social media. We just kind of plug our own shit on our social medias. I'm sure Draven covered pushing all that shit on his episode anyway so i think so yeah i was gonna go uh grab the uh the rest of hellbound here uh soon yeah uh i think both of them have like way easier times of mornings than i do so it shouldn't be too big of a problem to get them okay yeah i just i can't like i go to bed well I used to fucking go to bed after Jeopardy, but now I I, I get <laughs> Jeopardy on uh, when it's like people in some Middle Eastern country record it and put it on YouTube so I can watch it like you know afternoon, <laughs> but then it like cuts off or something weird or does some something weird at the end. But yeah, I usually go to bed like at seven thirty, seven seven thirty or something. So. Yeah. Like, yeah, right after the buffet, man, you know? 
hey man i I don't mind waking up and doing a show with an old friend so yeah i appreciate it man and yeah that's why i reached out to you i'm like yeah i'm gonna get fucking rat king up on this bitch so thank you for being on man and um yeah dude we'll we'll get you back here uh in a few months if you're down or something like that yeah all right as long as i'm still alive yeah, man. I hope you are. I hope I am too. And I hope <laughs> you never everybody know. listening is still alive because um don't want to lose listeners, man. And don't Yeah, wanna... you gotta keep that engagement up. Yeah, dude. Um cool, man. Well cool. We'll have a great rest of your day and we'll, we'll talk soon, all right? Yeah. See you later, Rusty. Thank all you. Right. Yeah, you bet, bud. All right, that's fucking the rat king. So, dude, check him out, hit him up. Hit him up, tell him old Rusty Diamond sent you. And thank you, everyone, for being here and listening on the Rusty Diamond Podcast Network. And that is the show. Man. Boom. It's Rusty Diamond, motherfucker. It's Rusty Diamond, motherfucker.